0: Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titanist. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Kim M. Here it is. Um, Welcome back to Tranos and the lived experience. I am your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell. Um, After taking a little short hiatus for all the craziness going around election day, let's just talk about it. The re-emergence of COVID-19. Thanks America, we've finally proven that we are a selfish nation full of people willing to go play volleyball instead of protecting each other from an actual like pandemic. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be talking about this, but today we're going to keep it short and sweet. Election day being what it was, uh, it's the end of shitty era. The end of uh, people not believing in science is what you would believe it would be. But nope, here we go again with the conflicts. We got. uh, I live in New York State. We got a lot of people blaming Cuomo for what's going on right now instead of doing some real self-examinations and wondering what part did we all play in this pandemic? Not like... Subsiding, it subsided in Korea. It has subsided in France. It has subsided in Australia. The numbers are lowering and lowering and lowering. We even have um, young prodigies finding ways to combat that from other countries. Uh, We also have a young genius girl who figured out um, how to combat this thing, and they're trying to do it in trials and see if it works now. But what we have is a bunch of the everlasting COVID stopper would currently be the mask but right now we got a bunch of Farouk salt motherfuckers walking around America acting like uh it's still a hoax with 200 and almost 40,000 uh fatalities from this disease I don't know what to say I don't know what to say America uh other than to fucking scold you COVID-19 is real nurses uh doctors health facility workers are fatigued We are running out of uh, resources to help them battle this disease and keep our family members safe and alive. And we're not helping by throwing graduation parties and wrestling shows and, and complaining about not being able to go to concerts. If we do the work to lower the numbers of infected people, then we'll be able to get all those things back. Stop acting like petulant fucking children. That's literally the only thing I can say. Is Please stop acting like fucking petulant children. In other news, uh, murder of trans women still on the rise. Um, In the last month and a half, six trans women of color have been murdered in the metropolitan areas of Chicago, New York, and Boston. Um, It saddens me. It's one of my biggest fears is that I'm just going to leave my house one day and I'm going to get killed by some motherfucker who doesn't want me to exist, for lack of a better word. Just doesn't want me to exist. Uh, I fear for my sisters every day and so much so that I, a person who believes in that doesn't believe in guns at all, like I believe that guns should be used um, by the military I believe that in certain situations, guns should be used by police officers. Uh, I'm not going to give them too much way because they use their guns too fucking much. As we already know, BLM, say her name, you know what I'm saying? Um, But I myself started looking into getting a pistol permit, which is fucking scary for me. I'm so afraid. I've been afraid of guns my entire life. Um, So much so that it was one of the deciding factors in me dropping out of police academy. Yep, I almost was a cop excuse me ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> it's not the COVID. i smoke weed gotta smoke to cope i really wanted to be a criminal profiler and i thought the fastest way for me to get my foot in the door for certain things like that it's just become frontline. that's what black people do we step out in the front line hopefully making it through uh war zones uh and things like that so that we can get a foot ahead on education to do the things we really want Um, I really wanted to be a criminal profiler, so I signed up for Police Academy back in 1997. Um, Fresh out of high school, I was 17 years old. I had to finish up some credits in college, which I was allowed to do by going um, to university. But uh, when they found out I was gay, that was a strike against me, and then me learning about um, the indoctrination and racism taught to police officers. Not to mention the fact that, like, becoming trigger happy, I was like, mm, "I don't think I'm cut out to be a police officer. I don't think that I'm going to make a dent and I don't think that I'm going to be able to attain my dream through do this path." Here it is um 20 years later and I am glad that I did not follow that path. Um I'm very glad that I never picked up a gun after police academy and I'm trying to keep it that way. But at the rate that trans women are being murdered, it is tempting to go out there and get me, um, uh, how do the kids say it? Some toast. Because I'd rather butter somebody bread, than, you know what I'm saying, than get fucking murdered for just breathing. Um... Now that we have President-Elect Biden in office, we can only cross our fingers and hope that there will be some kind of national legislation and also research into what's happening, even though we really don't need research to tell you that like uh, xenophobic, homophobic, racist, um, hate-filled people simply cannot stand diversity of any kind. And as a trans woman of color, I have to deal with racists, I have to deal with uh, turf's. I have to deal with uh, misogyny, homophobia based upon my actual sexuality. I am pansexual, which means anybody could get it. Um, trying to laugh, not to cry. Uh, today's climate is really um, I want to say hopeful, but it's, it, you have to be realistic. In the midst of being realistic, yeah, Joe Biden won the election. That's not the end of this fight for a lot of us. Uh, A lot of people are like, oh, what's over? Trump's reign is over. But racism still exists. Corrupt people in power still exist. We still are uh, right now dealing with a situation where um, the current president is trying to find a way to like keep keep the office against the, the wishes and votes of the people and has enough fucking power. Even though he's the dumbest president on the planet, dumbest president in existence, in actual history, he's the dumbest president that the United States has ever had he still manages to have sway with his idiotic followers. He keeps using talking points, which he set up for years. We wanna talk about back in 2016 when he actually won. Uh, He won by Electoral College. We now know that the election was tampered with by the Russians and that Donald Trump's uh, administration had some hand in that. But even at that point, he stated that it was rigged, and that he won the popular vote too, when clearly he did not. He did not win the popular vote. He only won by the Electoral College, and now he is beat by the Electoral College, and the current popular vote is being tallied and finished up because uh, he tampered with the post offices. He actually slowed down the U.S. Postal Service after about 240-something years of fateful service. or the snow, uh, Donald Trump, and his administration conspired conspired to destroy the postal service so that we wouldn't be able to cast our votes. He also told his band of fucking jolly men and women that they needed to come and vote in person during a pandemic. And they are super spreaders. They don't believe in the, they don't believe in the pandemic. They don't believe in COVID. Um, so he pushed them to go out in force, stand at the polls, intimidate other, uh, other, other voters, And they all voted in person. Joe Biden, lots of other people who are very, well, were very um, concerned about the pandemic and how it could affect us and spreading, told their followers and people who were going to vote for him to vote by ballot. They did. And now we're currently counting those ballots. And Donald Trump was behind by, I think it was 10,000 votes in... Pennsylvania, he was behind by 10,000 votes in Georgia. He was behind, I think, I want to say 20,000 plus votes in Wisconsin. Um, Nevada, he was behind. So even if they tally up the votes and he gets Pennsylvania, he still loses the election. And right now in 2020, we, we have a man who is trying to usurp democracy and half the population believes in what he's doing. How sickening is that? So yeah, like president elect Joe Biden. Yeah, he won, but it's still uphill battle. We still have work to do. Police officers are still harming the black and brown people, overstepping their boundaries. We still don't have like protections of, oh, oh, from them about the things they do. Uh, Brianna Taylor's um, murderers got away with it and are now suing the boyfriend. This, I, I fuck, yeah, you heard me. Uh, the police officers who killed Brianna Taylor. One of them is suing Brianna Taylor's boyfriend for defamation. Let that shit sink in. Just a second of radio silence. Just to let that shit sink in. They got away with murder. Uh, due to the DA, who is a active uh, coon, I'm, I fucking said it. He influenced the jury. He didn't even put up the charges uh, for murder in those cases. He he tampered with justice to exonerate these police officers so that he would stay in the favor of his new stepdad, Mitch McConnell, turtleneck fucking golem fucking Pandora's fucking closet looking motherfucker. Um, 2020 is turning out to be one of the wildest years in my 40 years of existence and the number one thing that i'm afraid of is when that clock strikes 1201 on january 1st 2020 that the world's just going to be like hold my beer 2020 was a warm-up that's what everybody's kind of like fearing right now Hopefully in the future we'll be able to start doing like a kind of call-in basis thing so I can kinda of take questions at this time. Oh it's very just dis- like it's 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 a very tumultuous time. Very, very, very tumultuous time. Just looking at some news articles here and just being just overwhelmed constantly. Uh, New York state is the state of seasonal depression. It happens to all of us. And that is the season that we're currently starting to go into. And we're all going back into uh, quarantine. We're all pretty much going to be going back into quarantine. Well, the ones who actually care about saving lives are going to go into quarantine. Everybody else is going to continue to do what they've been doing. And we're going to see if this thing continues to spread if the number of fatalities goes up it's just a very scary time for my friends who have immunodeficiencies and complications and like anything respiratory it's just been a very 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 scary time so i've been in talks with my friends and making sure that they're prepared for what's coming and um one thing we haven't been talking about preparing for is this fucking um, civil war that everybody is talking about. Um, It's been about 240 years since the first one. (laughs) And um, not even 240 years. It's somewhere around 175 years. And what we're fighting over now is not a civil a civil war situation people want to fight over donald trump's loss ask yourself this question are you prepared to take a life for the amount of hatred that you feel in your heart because you lost an election if we've had a civil war every time this two-party system disagreed with each other there wouldn't be an america not to mention the fact, let's talk about the sheer numbers. So if we're gonna put it into uh, categories, we can't put it Democrat and Republican. That's not what this breaks down to. What this breaks down to is racist, xenophobic nationalists versus everyone else. That's what it breaks down to. It's not a black and white issue. It's xenophobes versus everything else. And the sooner we get the idea that once unified, we are the strongest, uh, part of this nation. Then we don't have to worry about things like war on the behalf or at the behest of a bunch of fucking ignorant xenophobes. Um... I had a lot of time to think about this because I'm I'm an avid TikToker at 40 years old. I like watching them because the, the youth are very creative and their ideas spurn on and inspire me to think about deeper things than like the norm. Like I'm not worried about what's on television or SNL skits or anything like that. I really want to hear how... All of this is affecting people. And what I've been hearing lately is a lot of people breathed a, a huge sigh of relief, but we all realized that there's more work to do. That in 2016, a, a, a door was opened that can never be closed again. For all of you, make America great again, MAGA hat wearing, grab them by the pussy ass bitches. Keep that fucking energy that you had in 2016. I, I really, I. There's really nowhere else for you to hide. You can't really go back into hiding. You can't now. We got Proud Boys walking around our street. We got motherfuckers in Charlottesville walking around with tiki torches, yelling that Jews will not replace us. We have people running over human beings with cars because they don't believe in equality. We have uh, uh, bombers and church shooters and uh, motherfuckers shooting up schools and all that kind of shit. We have friends that we used to like best friends with. We used to have great like relationships with. Now we know that those relationships are all based upon a mask, a lie. Uh, uh, shout out to Ron Falco. Yeah, I say your fucking name. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, I was a professional wrestler. Once again, not uh, common knowledge. I mean, it might be now. Uh, I was a professional wrestler for 20 years and I wrestled in the industry, the Indies. uh, And when I started wrestling in 1997, the independent wrestling scene was not very uh, inclusive when it came to uh, diversity of color. And I mean any color, I mean Samoans, uh, Spanish, Puerto Rican, um, Native American, um, Asian, Black. It was pretty much like an oversaturated uh, uh, system and industry of white males. And it was just white males replicating the same thing. We all gonna look this way, we're all gonna wrestle this way, we're all gonna do this thing. And then there was no room for uh, homosexuals, there was no room for trans people, there was no room uh, for anything that they couldn't stereotype. So when you did see representation of a gay person, it was normally some hyper, like, hyper-femmed, like, really, like, flamey. And it was most of the time played by a straight person. Now, let's just get back on track. Myself and Ron Falco uh, started wrestling around the same time. Now, in 1997, I was 17. Ron Falco was 30. <laughs> um, uh, white male, bald, uh, Italian for some reason like believes that he passes as a full-on white person. Um we'll we'll get into the education of uh, Italians and white passing privilege in another episode. But uh me and this man traveled the world, like traveled the road in the world together and we I thought we were best friends until January 21st, 2016. And this situation happened for a lot of people. A lot of people woke up that morning and they, they Turned on their social media or or opened a newspaper and they literally saw their friends and family turning on them in open forum something that they had never expected this man was my friend for decades before 2016. ron falco and his son and a a couple of his friends decided that that was the day to take off their mask they were no longer going to hide the fact that they were racist homophobic transphobic Xenophobic, like just hate mongers, they took their mask off that day, and a lot of people's friendships ended that day. A lot of people's friends lists look a lot different from that day, and a lot of people say that Donald Trump spurned on this, uh, all this racism that he brought, he brought it about. I don't think he brought it about, I think he gave it a vehicle to be seen, I think he made it easier for people to come out and stop hiding for once. He emboldened people. Um, Instead of denouncing racism right off the bat, this man was (laughs) touted and endorsed by David Duke. You can't say, I'm not racist, and be endorsed by David Duke. And then you gotta argue with people uh, once again, shout out to Ron Falco. I hope you hear this. I hope it makes you very upset and you shoot at me. Uh, shooting and wrestling means that come for, like not actually with a gun. I hope that you confront me about it. I would love to have that conversation so that I can lambast you. We had the conversations uh, with our friends who became Trump supporters where they would try to explain how a person who is clearly racist is not racist. And they clinged on to these, the most minute bullshit things to make that happen um this man was endorsed by david duke he was endorsed by the proud boys he was endorsed by the far right uh he literally said in Charlottesville that there were good people on both sides there were white men screaming that jews will not replace us attacking black people and they ran over a ally a white woman with a car but they are good people as compared to People who are protesting for their safety in their lives. This is not a political thing. It's not a political conversation. And that's one of the fallbacks of these far right people. They think that bodily autonomy is a a issue of politics. It's not, it's an issue of humanity. They think that racism is an issue of politics. It's not, it's an issue of humanity. Their ability to separate someone's humanity into a political topic in itself is an act of white supremacy. Let that sink in for a second. Did you hear that? The ability to turn a human rights issue into a political forum is white supremacy. It's the ability to take the human out of a person and make it a paper issue that needs to be debated. The autonomy of women's body does not need to be debated. If you can't make a baby, you have no dog in the fight. Uh, if um, gay people want to get married, you don't want to get gay married, don't get gay married. You have no dog in that fight. It's not up for debate. Love is love. It's always been love. A trans person decides that they want to be authentic in themselves. That they don't want to live in a shell that makes them uncomfortable and suicidal. In the pursuit of a better life and happiness, they have the right to do whatever they want. To identify however they want. And that is not up for debate. We got your Ben Shapiro's out here, your Candace Owens and all these other coony motherfuckers that came out of the the woodwork. I mean, it's touched every part of entertainment from the Mandalorian with Gina Carano's fucking racist ass uh, to J.K. Rowling just coming out and being a full fledged turf. That's what 2020 has done to us. That's what 2020 has shown us. And you know what? A lot of people are saying that when their kids grow up or their grandkids ask what happened back in 2020, that they're going to simply not talk about it. No, we need to continue to talk about what happened in 2020. We need to keep posting those pictures and those videos of people being vile and disgusting with each other. Because just like those pictures of of, of white people yelling at that little girl 65 years ago, walking into an unsegregated school for the first time. I want them to look at that picture and feel the impact. Embarrassment of being on the wrong side of history. Because there is a wrong side of history. I never thought in my entirety, I never thought in the entirety of my life that I would see a Nazi flag being flown on American soil without reprieve. Never in my life. All of us have an ancestor or someone in our family, who fought in that war. The war against fascism. Antifa, for all you right-wingers out there, is not a terrorist movement. Anti-fascism is American as apple pie. We've been fighting anti-fascism since the day we decided to push tea into the fucking harbors of Boston wake the fuck up i realize another side effect of this whole 2020 thing we also realize now that education has failed a lot of white people the people who can afford education didn't take advantage of it how do you not know what anti-fascism is how do you not know history it's because we we're gypped out of education is that we crave so much to move up in stature so that we can get beyond the ghettos that white people have built for us we crave it white people it's just a prerequisite i'm gonna go to high school my parents are gonna pay for college i'm gonna party for four years i'm gonna skate by i'm gonna get a degree and i'm gonna skate into a fucking great job where i didn't have to do anything to actually solidify it that is about 75 percent of white people in a nutshell, I know it sounds like a generalization, but look around you. Check some of your friends and ask, hey, what did you do in high school? Did you put your nose in the books? Did you work really hard? Was it a given that you were going to just graduate? Was it a given that you were going to be given the money to go to college? Did you have to seek scholarships? Did you have to look for grants? Was there something that was holding you back economically or, or socially? No, in most cases it wasn't. You went to college, you partied, you fucked a lot, you skated by, you got a degree, you fucking got a job through nepotism or knowing someone, and you were in there. So that means you didn't have to work that hard or pay attention, so you missed out on your education. And we're seeing that nowadays with the retorts and the stupid shit we hear Trump supporters saying. Now let's be clear. Most Trump supporters are middle class, college graduates, And they don't understand the Louisiana Purchase. They don't know about the Civil War. They don't know about the origin of the Confederate flag. They don't know about the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't know about the Star Spangled Banner. They don't know about how the body responds to rape. They don't know that black people feel pain just like white people. (laughs) Like, let's talk about all the things that they know that created disparity for Browns and and, and, and Asians and Native Americans. They think that we feel pain at different levels because of the color of our skin. They think that our brains are set up different. They don't believe in science. And most of them have science degrees. Engineering, mathematics, things of that matter. Those things are all science. It's all part of science. So we learned in 2020 that hate almost destroyed democracy. That the education system was not only rigged to destroy brown cultures, but it was also built to placate white sensibilities. We now know that Christopher Columbus was a rapist, <laughs> we, which Brown people of all colors have known for centuries. <laughs> we now know that the Black Panthers were not a terrorist group. They were actually the first BLM and they were marked for death by the FBI and the rest of the government. Not a theory, not a. Com- not like, it's not like some um, conspiracy theory, that's the truth. Um, we know that Martin Luther King was not seen as a peaceful person until he was dead. We know that Malcolm X um, had the same vision as Martin Luther King, but did not uh, push the civility angle that Martin Luther King did. And what, what we're seeing now is that years and years and years of placating problematic white people has now made most of the nation sick of them. And now they're lashing out because they will no longer be in power. 2020 in a nutshell, guys. Um, This has been a very special, um, up and close conversation with uh, Tranos. And this is the lived experience of 2020. Um, My name is Cameron Ellen Jarrell and stay safe out there.